Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text that I would like to bring to your attention this morning is the final text in this sermon series. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Over the past four weeks, we have been focusing on Paul's second letter to Timothy. There has been a progression uh, that Paul has presented, and if you want to follow along in your sermon outline, you are welcome to, where he has moved through the text. So at first, we are equipped to share in suffering, and Pastor Bender reminded us that in these last days, we have been given the gift, the good deposit of the scriptures that are we not simply to guard, but also to share. And while we are equipped to share in suffering, we're also called to remain faithful in the midst of that suffering. Pastor Kaiser shared about people in his life who were faithful examples of God's grace. So we share in the midst of suffering to proclaim the gospel. And Pastor Adams last week shared with us that the scripture itself has the power to work work in our hearts. And we have the joy of proclaiming the gospel to others. So what is left is the determination to finish well. Today, as our fourth and final leg of this sermon series, I'm reminded of a relay race. The first three legs of this relay have been run excellently, and yet I find it interesting that I'm the one standing here this morning. Paul utilizes this theme of of a race throughout the letter, and I cannot help but notice that I am the least qualified to be standing as the anchor leg of this sermon series. You see, the anchor leg is given to the person who is the fastest on the team, right? So that they can surpass any teammates, any any team that might be in front of them, or create such a great distance between them and all the other relays that everyone else just wants to give up and has lost hope. And while the the first three sermons in our series have gotten us well in the lead, it's not false humility for me to say that I am not the strongest preacher that has graced this pulpit this month. And it would and and yet there's another type of person that you might have fill the anchor leg position of a relay race, and that would be the most experienced member of your relay. Because they have the ability to handle the pressure of finishing well. Yet, uh, this is my sixth sermon ever, so now I can count them on two hands, right? And I've had the opportunity to to preach the sermon a couple times, so I'm feeling a little bit more confident. But I really am as green as they come. Every sermon, though, is as much for the preacher as it is for the congregation. And Paul wrote this letter to help Timothy recognize 
what God has equipped him with to proclaim the gospel. In this last chapter, Paul presents himself before Timothy and us as an example of one who has been equipped with the gospel to finish well. Though Timothy did not have any need to anticipate his death anytime soon, Paul wanted him to begin with the end in mind, with eyes focused on Jesus and his promises. So, you might be like Timothy and myself, younger and really just getting started in this race. Or you may be like Paul and you have already fought the good fight. Either way, Paul's words equip us with determination to finish well. No matter how long it takes for us to reach that finish line. So, as we bring a close to this sermon series on 2 Timothy, we hear a man nearing his death. He has run the race, but he is well aware that the race has not ended. He is passing on the baton to Timothy. The race will be run until Jesus returns. This is the race of the faithful in the last days. This is the race that you and I find ourselves in. Paul recognizes that he must prepare Timothy for the transition. Paul, as a missionary, has proclaimed the gospel throughout the world, and now Timothy was called in the same ministry of the proclamation. Although this transition, it's not really going the way storybook endings go. The accounts that we have of Paul's missionary journeys are real life, and the end is no different. It was not going to be a glamorous riding into the sunset for Paul. Rather, he sees himself already being poured out like a drink offering. This rather grim, anticipated ending for Paul, martyrdom for proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. But as he says this, he does something interesting here. He's bringing to mind an offering instituted in the Old Testament that went along with the offering of a lamb. You see, when priests would offer a lamb sacrifice, they were also to pour out a drink offering at the altar. The offering of the lamb was the main act, and Paul's image of being poured out suggests that his death is not the main thing. It's what accompanies that which is primary. Jesus, the true unblemished lamb, is the sacrifice at the center of what Paul has taught Timothy. And Paul understands that his death is secondary to that of Jesus. But Paul is not discouraged by this. No, he knew his Savior died and had risen from the dead for him and for all people. So Paul's penning of this letter is an example, a life lesson to Timothy on how to finish well. But that doesn't just happen. It takes determination. Paul says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And yet in this, uh, and, and so we would think that in saying those things, he would be bragging or being bravose. 
But in their context, we see that Paul is only speaking about the good that he has done to make his point. His point being that he is determined to finish well. That what remains for him is the crown of life given to him when he is called forth from the grave on the last day. This is a wreath of victory for an athlete rather than a diadem for a king. But did he earn this crown? No. Jesus did. Paul says, not only for me, but for all who have loved his appearing. Paul makes it clear that his works are not the cause of his salvation, but a result of it. The love that he has for his Lord in faith is the same love that all the saints who will be crowned share. His fighting the fight, finishing the race, keeping the faith were the reality of the gospel working in his heart. And they equip him with the determination to finish well. Motivated by the gospel, Paul did not want to be disqualified from the race that had already been won for him. But it would have been easy for Paul to give in to temptation. Instead of wrestling with the sins that were crouched at his door, he could have given in like Cain. He could have given in to those sins and he could have decided to stop running. He could have pulled back from his bold proclamation of the gospel, especially as he became persecuted more and more. It would have been okay or understandable if he would have held back a little bit, preserved his life a little longer. He could have given up the faith. After all, there was little to no reward for his effort on earth, and his life to come was uncertain. And the path that he had before him was shrouded in impending death. We would understand if he wanted to just live a little longer and maybe not be so bold in his proclamation. We too face sin in our life. And all too often we give in to that sin that is crouching at our door and jealousy fills our hearts. We can be tempted to give up on maybe the next generation who seems to be always pushing against God at every turn. We can be discouraged by life circumstances that lay before us and possibly want to give up because we cannot see past the challenges that lie ahead. Our sinful flesh, the devil, and this world make this race of faith difficult and at times seem impossible. And they are impossible if we try to run this race alone. In the final verses of our text, Paul points out an eternal truth for Timothy and for us as a source of constant encouragement, one that will give him the determination to finish well and to proclaim the gospel. Paul states that all had left him. Now, some he had sent to do mission work. Others, however, were embarrassed by his imprisonment. 
by his proclamation of the gospel. But the Lord stood by me, Paul says, and strengthened me so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. You might look around you and mourn over the sins that you have committed or this evil world that you see. You may even feel isolated from people who have given up the faith. Even when you feel completely abandoned and alone in this world, Jesus Christ is by your side so that through you the message might go out. And all the people that God places in your life might witness His grace in you. Brothers and sisters, we have been given a gift. You not only have heard the gospel, but you have been redeemed by the gospel. While Paul is aware that he will die soon and he anticipates being poured out like a drink offering. You have had the waters of baptism poured out on you. You have been claimed by your heavenly Father through the water and the word. And you are continually cleansed of your sins as you receive Jesus' body given for you and his blood poured out for you in the sacraments we have a sure and certain hope that Jesus is with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. For this gift of peace that he has equipped you with is a peace that you can share. So just as Paul is not worried about his imprisonment or what will happen next, do not fear the course that is ahead of you. At the beginning of this sermon, I mentioned how I was the least likely candidate to be for this anchor leg of our series. And I recognize that I have a lot to learn in ministry. In many respects, I sympathize with Timothy, who probably has felt the jitters that I have felt this morning and just standing here and proclaiming the gospel. And maybe you at times feel unequipped to share the gospel, the good news, in your context. Paul makes one point absolutely clear for all of us. Though we may doubt our ability to proclaim the gospel, Jesus does not. Jesus will see us through. Jesus will never leave us. Jesus has won the race. We do not have the power to share in suffering if we are trying to find that power in ourselves. We do not have the grace to remain faithful if we are hoping to find that in our own merit or strength. And we will regularly fail to utilize the scripture to proclaim the gospel with our own efforts. And our determination to finish well, it will run out if we attempt to do it with our own strength. But we are not alone. We have been equipped with the scriptures. We are encouraged by our brothers and sisters here in the faith. We can endure because Jesus is with us and he has endured all for us. We can finish well 
we will finish well. God has promised. So now, we can be as confident as Paul in saying, the Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen.